Greetings. This is Coach Jackie with Uzazi Podcast. Our podcast today is titled Trigger. A trigger is something that causes something else to happen. Usually it is the action that is visible and not the trigger. A certain small insect may cause feelings of extreme fear in someone. When they see it, even if no one else does, they let out a loud scream. Those who are around see a frightened person and hear a scream even if they cannot see the insect. And there may be people for whom that insect does nothing. So triggers are also very personal. An emotional trigger causes you to experience physical sensations that point to the emotion. So the feeling of fear is very real for the person in the example about an insect and they express this fear through screaming. Our triggers are usually rooted in experiences we had as children and these experiences we have not been able to deal with sufficiently and we were not able to deal with even at that time. Let us pause for a reflection. Today's podcast is really um, a reflective retreat and so now I would like us to pause for our first reflection. Do you recognize a certain action or feeling that you usually repeat or get repeatedly under certain circumstances? Think about the situations that cause that repetitive action or repetitive reaction. And what is the pattern in those situations or those circumstances? What does the feeling caused by that situation lead you to do? An encounter with bullying as a child, for example, may lead you to cower and shrink and physically try to get smaller every time someone bigger than you approaches. When you make a mistake, you may find yourself sweating profusely even if it is a small mistake and no one else knows about it. When someone breaks your glass, you may shout at them and even get violent. These are examples of actions or behaviors that we, we, we may still engage in as adults when certain things happen. The things that lead to those behaviors are triggers, and those triggers point to an underlying unresolved matter. And many things that parents do, and which can lead to undesirable consequences for their children, are reactions to triggers. If you can identify those triggers, you could stop certain unintended behaviors in yourself and therefore stop certain unintended consequences in the children that you're raising. Sarah is the elder of two children. She was three when her sister was born. Her parents were away from home a lot, working, and she often longed for them. She can still feel a tightening in her stomach when she recalls the times she would try to cling to her mom and mom would swipe away her hand because she was busy with something else and Sarah was 
disturbing her. Mom would often tell her to stop, to stop acting like a baby. Sarah was given progressive responsibilities as soon as she could walk. And when her sibling was born, she was responsible for her. She would sit and watch the baby sleep. And when baby cried, she ran to call mom. As soon as she was able to, Sarah started rocking her sister to sleep, feeding her, washing her, and basically taking care of her. When her sister started school, Sarah, at eight years old, was responsible for getting her ready for school and ensuring that she was not knocked down a car, by a car while walking to and from school. Sarah was always afraid that she might do something that would cause harm to her sister. If the baby did something wrong, Sarah would be scolded. Where were you when baby did that? Today, at work, Sarah frequently gets feedback that she shows no initiative and she is not visible. Indeed, Sarah avoids being on the front line and would rather not take the lead on anything. She is happy to support and not have to take responsibility. One would imagine that after all those years of taking responsibility for her sister, she would be used to it. But instead, the thought of being held responsible for anything, especially when things go wrong, causes her extreme fear and discomfort. Let's take another reflective pause here. Thinking back to that behavior you identified earlier, can you link it to a childhood experience? Some of the experiences you might recognize are being rejected, being left alone or being threatened that you would be left alone, being shamed or blamed or criticized all the time, being made the object of someone else's discontent. So, for example, you might have been told many times that if it wasn't for you, your mother would have been you know, something else, or your father might have traveled and gone to work somewhere else, or, or such things. It could be being abused, assaulted, or insulted. As a child, you are not able to fully process that experience. And your child will also not be able to process such experiences. So as adults, they may still retreat to the coping mechanisms they adopted then. Even if as an adult you have forgotten the specifics of some situations, the feelings that certain experiences invoke in you, invoke in you still trigger certain behaviors, causing you to go into autopilot and so perpetuate the vicious cycle. You may get angry and shout at your child creating fear in them, or causing a rift that affects open communication between you. And without open communication, so many other things can go wrong in the relationship. You may get needy and treat your child as your age mate, expecting them to meet all your emotional needs when they are barely able to meet their own. You may become a people pleaser, doing anything to avoid unpleasant situations, and the person you're going out of your place to please may be your child. 
so you deny them the opportunity to learn from their own mistakes. You could become withdrawn and so deny your child the unconditional love and acceptance that they expect from you. As I said earlier, today's podcast is intended to be a reflective retreat. Consider your actions and whether they are rooted in some experience you're still trying to process. If you can identify your trigger, then you can work on it and get healing. And by all means, reach out to a professional if need be. Why is this important? It will break the cycle of abuse or whatever it was that happened back then and which is driving undesirable, unconscious parenting behavior. It is important because it means you will stop putting your child in the same dilemma as you were in as a child. It's important because it's like cleaning the pipes so that you get clean water out of them. It's the difference between walking around with your your finger on the trigger of a loaded gun and putting the gun safely away, out of reach. Assess your repetitive behaviors towards your child and try to be aware of what causes them. Then invest in neutralizing that experience. It will benefit both you and the child you're raising. Listening to the description of Sarah's childhood experience might cause you to expect that she is a highly responsible person today. Instead, we find that she's nearly debilitated by her fear of failure and hates to take responsibility. And this is affecting her work. It's affecting her career progression. This is not what her parents wanted to teach her. But they did. To know more about Uzazi, you can email me, jackie at lifeskillscoaching.co.ke.